It's Monday, so it must meow, be meow. time. It's time for Grappy Hour on a Monday evening. Lily, we're here. We got another week under our belts. It's WrestleMania week starting today. It started. It's happening. We're going to get into some WrestleMania, non-WrestleMania talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, but first of all, how are you doing? Um, I feel like I'm on crazy pills right now, but in a good way. I'm just like full of energy, um, but really good. Really, really good. What about you? Same crazy pills for different reasons every single day in adventure. This is, I said it on Twitter, the weirdest WrestleMania week I'm probably ever going to have in my life. Those oh, who for know, sure. Those who know, they know. For those who don't, well, it's a crazy week and I'm sure I'll tell everyone will figure it out soon enough uh but things are good it, it was a it was a good weekend it was a, a good week last week in wrestling in certain points and other points not so much and we're gonna get into some of that stuff um but first you keep bumping and you keep feeding and now you're selling what the hell are you doing in training um well one thing that's actually whoa i just punched a printer that was not a good look now uh, you're just scared now you just gotta get into a feud with that printer Yikes. Okay. So one thing that I think is cool about training <clears throat> with the school, which is super kicked, and I'll probably save that a bunch, is that we're actually not allowed to shoot and film um, while we're training. And it's not that they don't want us to promote the school. It's that they don't want us to like look like idiots while we're learning these moves. And they don't want, you know, people to, you know, I think, essentially get the wrong idea that we're just hurting ourselves. Because if you, if you guys saw what we were doing right now, it does not look good. Well, sometimes it does, but a lot of the time it doesn't. I mean, it takes we're some new. time, right? We're new. Yeah, like you like, think people on TV are green? Holy shit, go to a school. It's uh, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, I think it's perfect, though, that they're not letting you uh, record this stuff. I think it's perfect yeah. because you're learning. You're you're growing. You're not, you're not going to throw the perfect uh, clothesline. You're not going to run the ropes no. really well to start. You're, you're, you're getting the basics down. You got to get them right before you think about the angles, right? And um, even when I think of all the, you know, the greats and or the people that I'm really into, for example, right now, and for a long time, I've really been into John Moxley. He, his style is very much about the classics, very much about the footwork, very much about kind of almost Greco-Roman, just shoot fighting style wrestling. So is um, Brian Danielson. So is, you know, so many other uh, huge wrestlers and, I mean, now that everyone's talking about William Regal again now, he's another great example of someone who's just so um, focused on the fundamentals. And now that I'm working on the fundamentals, which are lock-ops and headlocks and running the ropes and dropping to the mat and jump, jumping up to the second rope, which, by the way, is really, really tough, um, <laughs> it, it once again has changed everything about how I watch TV wrestling, but also indie wrestling too, because they are kind of two different things in my opinion, um, but it's both the same thing. And um, I think, I forget who said it, but it's, uh, quote me, quote me, whoever it was, but someone said it's the only sport where you get um, a stage and a spotlight. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. quite a unique it's quite a unique sport and uh, performance style to be involved in. And, and back to selling, that was one of the weirdest exercises we did when essentially we're throwing 10 fake punches or 10 fake hits, whether that's a chop or a foot stomp or whatever it is. And you have to react to air essentially. Right. 
because at first you do it at a distance and then I'm sure in the weeks and months we're going to get much closer and get to know each other a lot more and smack each other around a little bit. But um, it's it that also is like crazy. Um, and I totally understand why there's wrestlers in all divisions that are like, oh, they're a, they're a really good wrestler, but you know they don't really sell well or they have no personality. It's really it's really tough to um, tap into that while you're also being super athletic. You know what I mean? So that's another kind of code breaker for me now, where where I'm like, wow. Um, what a crazy performance, especially when you're watching very like more niche styles of wrestling, like uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling, which we'll talk about in a bit, yep. or some or some lucha styles. Um, it's it's crazy the stuff that all these people do um, in a good way, um, but um, it, it just continues to blow my mind because even the most basic thing like a lockup, it seems easy, but once you have you know, those two arms up, it's, it's chess. You, you swat away one arm, then you have to like move your body so quickly to grab the person and position them in the right way and pull them the right way. So you're, you're not putting someone's face in your tit or like doing something dumb looking, especially if you're on TV. Um, and uh, you also have to sell, you have to like pull it up and, and look proud, you know, that you just did it. So there's a lot of things going on in wrestling that I, I think a lot of people are tuned into, but once you kind of start doing it yourself, you're like, damn, this is tough. So I, um, I play a lot of video games. Okay. This is not a direct equation. And I know you do too. Do you watch people play video games almost uh, competitively on like Twitch or anything like that? I I have, um, yeah. but like for very specific games, not too much. So do you ever like, and again, this is not like a direct equation, but maybe for people who do this, it might be uh, a, a pretty standard exercise. If you're thinking about when you watch your favorite gamers play the game and you're like, no, stupid, it's supposed to do this or they make it look so easy. That's That's sometimes what wrestling becomes to some people. It looks so easy because the hours and time and method has been put in. And therefore, the fact that it looks easy means they're doing their job well. And I, that's probably the, the best example that I could use for real world inclusion, because we all, you know, have one at one point played a video game. And at one point, maybe you've seen someone play that video game much better than you do. And next thing you know, you're you're like, oh, I can do that. And then you try it and you're like, no, I can't friggin do that by any means necessary <laughs> well it's that's actually hilarious because even in wrestling our instructor who's this incredible um like local wrestler and i forget his um his kayfabe name but his we'll call him mike um he's he's such a sweetheart and he'll he'll start a drill and he'll be like oh we're just gonna like jump up to the middle rope then back down and like do whatever and i'm like oh <laughs> just that like he makes it he makes it look so easy. And because he's had so much experience because he's so had so many matches under his belt, it is that easy to him. And I can, I can tell that he gets a little bit frustrated um, when we aren't like getting it because he's new to coaching as well too. And he's just like, Oh, I want you guys to get it. So um, there's a lot of um, like partner dynamics going on too. And obviously a huge part of it is the, uh, the, the brotherhood and, the camaraderie of it all. And um, I, so far in my very short wrestling career, which is so weird to say, um, 
have only worked with like incredible men and women who have made me feel safe and have made me feel confident and have been like hilarious and and really cool people but i know that <clears throat> that's not always the case and um i actually just interviewed someone and it might be dropping somewhere soon um who has been on AEW quite a bit and has trained with some really big names and uh it's scary when you don't know who you're going to work with, man. Um, And, and, and that person who I interviewed, it's a, she uh, was saying that, you know, choosing a gym, choosing a school is so important, not because it's cheap or it's close, but because it's good people and it's good. uh, It's a good ring and it's a good, um, I don't know. It it, it just makes, yeah, it's reputable, but but safe and the and the real deal. And it got, it has to make sense with your lifestyle too. You know, there's different types of schools, right? Especially in Toronto, like you got Battle Arts, which is kind of almost like the PC. It's huge. I think it has two or three rings inside. It has a huge judo mat, full scale gym, uh, full scale boxing gym equipment as well. Um, but and then there's where I go, which is literally like in. Um, a warehouse. It looks like um, if you guys watch Heels, it kind of looks like the Heels warehouse, but much smaller. Um, yeah, that's true. So, actually, thinking about so, it now, yeah. <laughs> so it's a much it's a much different uh, atmosphere and, and vibe. And also, we forgot to talk about our drinks. Oh yeah, mine isn't too exciting today. No, what are we doing? Well, I w- next week um, I've actually been looking at all these wrestling themed cocktails, and there's one called the Orange Cassidy with a lot of citrus and I think vodka or tequila that sounds absolutely amazing. So I'm going to be making that either live on stream or I'll just have it pre-batched. But I recently got addicted to this stuff, man. Oh yeah. I've heard about this stuff. Is it, is it good or is it like, I love it. It's, it's my gamer fuel. Like I've been putting (laughs) hours and hours into far cry five lately. And uh, this has liberated a lot of cult outposts and it tastes good and it's organic and there's not a lot of sugar in it. I mean, mm-hmm. while I continue to do the thing that I always do, I'll down to die Pepsi because I, I respect gotta survive. that. I got, I got to live somehow. Oh my God. My nails are so long. I have to use, um, <laughs> you got to use a bottle opener. <laughs> oh, by the way, because we did kind of jump right into the, uh, to the wrestling chat, uh, toss us a thumbs up here on this video. If you're watching do live, it. if you're in the chat, welcome. It's good to see you. Tell your friends, you can share this link to the video. And tell them that we're live right now. And subscribe to us here, Fightful Overbooked, if you haven't. Uh, by the way, if you didn't know, now you know. Well, you can support Fightful Overbooked by sending us your super chats. We pull them up, bring them on the air. We tell you how much we love and appreciate you. We shower you with our, our kindest uh, compliments and, and, and niceties. And that's how you do it with super chats. It's the dollar sign in the chat window just below your screen. And we have a Discord. Lily, we finally did it. We have Uh-oh. a Fightful Overbooked Discord. If you go over to the link in the description of the video here on Fightful Overbooked, you can join the Discord, meet up with wrestling fans, talk with them, be besties, you know, the whole nine yards. That's cool. That's cool. I didn't even know about that. Yes, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll peek behind the curtain. It used to be the Tim and Joel Discord. And oh, then shit. Our, our mod Mike decided uh, with us to reinvent it and make it a lot more Fightful over books specific. So that's what we're doing. And y'all should join it. Let's talk about what do you want to do? You want to do uh Tokyo Joshi Pro? Cho- Tokyo Joshi Pro, easy for me. It was one word. It was like um a compound word. Yes, Tok Joshi. Anyway, let's not, I know what you're saying. Let's not let's not go any further. Uh Grand Princess, tell me, talk to me. What you got? 
Well, first off, um, I want to do like how to watch Joshi Pro thing. And I think I got into it a little bit <clears throat> uh, last week, but Wrestle Universe is an amazing service that anyone in North America can use. Is it fast? Is it super user-friendly? No, it's not, but <laughs> it's um, easy enough to use and you get access to hundreds and hundreds of hours of incredible um, Japanese wrestling content, including the Grand Princess 22 tournament, which is what we're about to talk about. Um, Joshi Pro obviously means all female, even though there were a couple of appearances by men, which we will also get into. Yes. Um, uh, but there's honestly so much to say. I don't even know where to begin. The difference between these style matches and North American matches might be a good place to maybe start. And I don't know how much yeah. you even saw. Um, so I haven't seen enough of it. And I know that we've been going back and forth about getting into Joshi, both on this on this channel and also uh, me personally trying to watch more content. And by mm -hmm. the way, thank you. Someone had actually uh, sent a few comments or, or commented a few, um, yeah, I a saw few that. things on the last show that we did. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was. But uh, it was actually really, really helpful stuff uh, mm. about the the important shows that get broadcast, where you can find mm -hmm. it, and just some of the the background going into that. So we appreciate that. So I, I do need to spend the time. I had a match loaded up that I was supposed to watch yesterday, but things got super duper hectic. Um, but other than that, I know you sent me a couple of, uh, well, you sent me a video. You sent me a certain entrance. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to butcher this name horribly, but I think it's it's Neo Bishiki Goon. That's like their stable um and they retained the belt and it was um an eight-man tag match and one of the characters that people would probably know from over here was Mei Segura, who's part of neo um and it also features someone dressed as the phantom of the opera who he was very has sad looking very sad it was kind of like frankenstein phantom of the opera and dracula all blended into one um what else did we have going on frank and phantom sorry i had to put that out there frank and phantom um and it was just such a hilarious comedy match but at the same time i mean that it, it went for 10 minutes and 52 seconds which is pretty good for joshi match most of them go for about 20 or under and it had such an incredible balance of everyone's skills um and there was one point where they were all like kind of put to sleep by a spell and lying on the mat. And then the other team comes in to interfere and do the pin just by lying on them because they're all sleeping, taking a nap. And Cute. then, of course, St. Laurent gets up and tries to stab someone with a scalpel. Um, Dude, so what? that's, yeah, like you got <laughs> people need to watch Joshi Pro Wrestling. There's also um, a chair pyramid that got built, and then someone comes down the ramp on a bicycle, which Minoru Suzuki has also done in the past. Yes. Um, so anyone doubting that he can't do a, um, comedy matches needs to also watch that. And uh, Shida had an incredible match and called out Kong, who was sitting on the commentary table, which was incredible. So I guess um, Shida is putting her on notice and that will be. Yeah. Shida and Aja Kong. Yeah. That's, that's impressive to watch. I want to see that match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially in that, in that environment, not like in an AEW environment where it would be a different story. I think in, in their elements, in in the Tokyo Tokyo Joshi Pro world, that might be a lot more fun. 
And I forget the um the names of the two performers, but essentially they were pre- they're presented as like the two sexy kind of Joshi girls. One of them pulled up to the arena on a motorcycle, then is about to light a cigarette and then sees a no smoking sign. So she doesn't light a cigarette, but then she takes a sip of whiskey anyway before <laughs> entering before entering the arena. And and you see these women and they're beautiful. They're like beautiful, very thin, mostly petite women, right? But those two that were like presented kind of like the, let's say, bimbos were the hardest shooters of the night. Me, I I was shocked at um, the sound that was just verbiating throughout the entire arena that these two women were just putting through such punishment. So um, there definitely is a language barrier, barrier, even with the translations, which there actually is an English commentary track now available for. I have been told such. Yes, I'm looking forward to, to trying to dig into that um but it's it's storytelling um if if you like just kind of old old-fashioned storytelling style wrestling with a bit of comedy drama scalpels and god knows what else then you will love uh grand princess 2022 and um there's aew crossover there as well and uh, with this new signing with ddt it will be interesting to see kind of what plot lines and what dream matchups come because i can think of oh my gosh so many like that could be yeah. its own show, just us talking about like matchups from DDT in Japan with uh, AEW and WWE and GCW. Well, I was saying in, in the chat, we've got, you know, people are mentioning that the Phantom is from DDT and uh, DDT is also full of a lot of comedy wrestling, as some people know. Uh, and on top of that, the the motorcycle girl you were alluding to in the chat, uh, it is Yuki Kamifuku, and known as the casual beauty. What a legend. Anyone. For anyone who doesn't know, myself included, thank yeah. you, Digital Bees in the chat, who, uh, who who smartened us, smartened me up to that at least. Uh, it sounds it sounds like there's a lot of really good stuff going on. Oh my goodness, yeah, it was. Um, it got like a very high general consensus rating too on Cage Match, um, which you know it, it doesn't mean much, but it also kind of shows that like there are a lot of people watching it or enough people watching it on the internet that um, think it's a really good show. Um, and when I look back on the past, even 200 or 150 days of wrestling, those are the matches that are going to like really stand out to me. Um, and, and they are very different styles of wrestling than your GCWs, your AEWs, your WWEs. Um, but so what you can, everyone can enjoy their own wrestling. And for me right now, I am loving, uh, Japanese wrestling again, and especially Joshi stuff. Like it just, it just makes me super happy. And, um, especially, um, getting in the ring now, it really, it really makes you appreciate kind of how light people go on each other, uh, in the States compared to, uh, overseas. They got to, they got to last longer in the U S by beating each other down faster. Whereas, uh, in, in the Joshi world, You've got to you got to fly by night. Got to really you got to beat them all down before you're 35, right? And then you retire and either open a school or you know move on with your life. <laughs> if Emmy if Emmy Sakura opens a school, I will sell every single one of my belongings and go there. I will scrub toilets to to <laughs> go train with Emmy Sakura in Japan. That'd be amazing. She'd probably let you too. And by the way, we got a super chat from Mark Quill. Just wanted to say hi, friends. Love y'all. We love you too. We appreciate. Hello. You. Thank, thank you, you very you. much. Thank you for the love. Hopefully you're uh, enjoying a little bit of grappy hour with us. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, listen, I, I say that I said this last week, say it again. Um, I want to spend a little bit more time trying to get into, uh, to Joshi wrestling. Um, I also watch and cover a lot of wrestling already. So me trying to find my way into that sphere has been a little difficult, admittedly. 
but uh, there there might be some time sooner or later where I can at least sit down and watch old matches or even newer matches and try and uh, understand a little bit more. Because for me, beyond just watching the matches, I also want to understand a little bit of the storytelling involved yeah. as well. I'm I'm not the type of person who's like five star match. I have to watch it. No, I want to know why they're fighting or what the purpose is of the match that we're watching right now. I need I need a story. Otherwise, I'm not as invested fully. But that's me. Everyone everyone handles it differently. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I myself um like so you said someone was mentioning um Saint Laurent is from DDT and it's actually interesting how it works because it's kind of all under like the same umbrella a lot of these promotions so it that's does right. have a lot of crossover. Maki Ito was also um in this uh, Grand Princess Twenty Two who has so much crossover appeal. People have been screaming from the goddamn rooftops for. <laughs> well, I think over a year for her to get back into AEW. And I think a lot of that had to do with COVID restrictions uh, being pretty intense over there, um, as well as visa issues. Um, but yeah, Maki Ito is coming to the States. Minoru Suzuki is coming to the States. We're about um, to talk about him for a, quite a bit for this WrestleMania week. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of Suzuki coming up. Yeah. Let's, uh, you want to shift to, to AEW for a little bit? Let's. Let's let's talk about it. there's so much. I mean, oh. so much good, so much not so good. I think a lot of people have hit on a lot of the things that we've talked about, but let's talk about it anyway. Um, so dynamite. So so we got a match between Dax Harwood, CM Punk. Mm. Um, very good match. Yep. The you called it the Bret Hart Appreciation Society. Mm-hmm. Which me. I think sounds way better. <laughs> I mean, if they if they teamed up with FTR, if it was punk. And FTR, they would absolutely call themselves the Bret Hart Appreciation Society. Maybe it's going to happen. Um, I mean, it was it was just a beautiful match. I think um, after I think Punk was like, "I love him more." No, I love him more. Like on Twitter, it was very funny. Yes. Um, Oopsie. And I think it was very heartfelt. I think it didn't really kind of work with like the rest of the tone of the show. It was. A huge standout but um i think that's gonna be like an aew classic i think that will be uh have a lot of rewatchability um and i think that you know uh people people blow up cm punk's ego a lot and i'm a huge fan i even like his horror movies and i think a lot of people don't even know about his horror movie stuff um but ftr god damn it like they're just so good they're so good. And I love Dax so much. Like that was just such an incredible um, opportunity for him. Like I know he's not like not being pushed and kind of in the background, but he deserves way, way, way more time getting to kind of showcase what a serious wrestler is because I feel like he kind of gets treated as like a jokey tough guy sometimes. Um, so I think that was like a really heartfelt, a nice, just like a really nice match. It was. And, and you know what? When when Cash Wheeler went down with an injury last year, Dax had a couple of singles matches and really just further proved mm -hmm. that he can go singles as but just as well as he can in a tag. And mm -hmm. this was another opportunity for him to do that against someone who, you know, has been uh, argued as one of the best in the world, no pun intended, in CM Punk. The match was great. I mean, you get two guys who have similar mindsets when it comes to wrestling in a wrestling match. The chemistry is either there or it isn't. And in this case, it very much was. 
Mm -hmm. it was a good match it it was a lot of fun there was uh, again going back to storytelling there was some storytelling in the whole cash wheeler coming out you had the gun club there for whatever reason but they were still there uh getting involved a little bit but i i I quite enjoyed uh what i saw out of uh, out of the, the entire match and what they were trying to tell it was good stuff there was also a lot of sloppy stuff, though, that I think we can get to. And you have all the matches open. So, I mean, you you call it, I'll, I'll shoot it. I mean, the first hour was arguably much better than the second when it came to Dynamite. So if we kind of mm-hmm. go in order, the next match was that uh, the eight-man tag. You had Private Party and Andrade and, oh my God, I'm blanking because I don't have the entire list open. Um, either way, you had the eight-man tag and then the Hardys were there. And all you needed to know, oh, Butcher Blade Private Party against the Hardys, Darby Allen and Sting. There, I did it. I didn't even have to bring up the list. Uh, thank you. The uh, the high spots with, with Jeff Hardy. I had the funniest thought when I saw that because, um, well, first off, it was so jarring that it was daytime because when you're in a stadium <laughs> and you're you're sitting in your seats, like you're kind of transported to another world no matter what sport it is or concert. So to see that it was still like sunsetting time outside was very strange uh, and then i pictured imagine if you're just sitting in your car in the parking lot and for whatever reason you're sitting right there and just saw that vantage point of the <laughs> ladder spot that would have been amazing and the poor merch person who had to probably deal with i don't know i don't know i don't know what they would do with a spot like that is it real merch is it like fake merch that they just like set up it was, uh, so many questions is, the merch is real the table is probably preset or at least yeah yeah, yeah. Some, yeah some form of yeah like there's crash pads and all that stuff which is fine like again it didn't take away my immersion because they didn't make anything super obvious i'm in, i'm envisioning going back to your point about someone seeing this from the outside, like, you know, in the Simpsons, when Homer drops off Bart to go see Spinal Tap, and then he sits in the car the entire time. I'm like having that image. Some dad dropped their kid off to go watch the wrestling show. And they're like, I don't care, but I'm just going to sit in the car and hang out until you're finished. And like, they just see this spot. They're parked like right at the front of the arena. And they just see that spot happen. And they're like, what the hell is that? What, What is my son watching? I enjoy those um, like that. So that spot and that spot alone. And one thing I actually wanted to focus on, like while we're talking about this match, is you know, I'm pretty sick of these like sloppy scrambles. AEW really likes them right now. I think a lot of it has to do with like roster availability, travel, whatever. There, there's always some excuse, but um, and we'll get to just laziness in AEW in a bit. And uh Miss Kate already went off perfectly about it. I, I really, I really don't have much more to say. But um, we'll recap it soon. It's it's just it just seems like um, and even even Jimmy has said this on like the main channel. Like it just seems like Tony has bit off a little bit more than he can chew when it comes to being able to manage so much. So, you know, he's not only managing AEW, he's managing other sports teams as well. He's managing other businesses that we don't even know about. And yeah. God knows, and God knows what else he's dealing with personally, with family, health, blah 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 blah. Um, and it, it just seems to me that we're seeing a lot of the same thing. Like we saw Layla and Velvet again. It's just like, bro, like there's just so many things that are happening in AEW right now that are great. You know what I mean? Which yeah. makes which make all these kind of like missteps, I think, a little bit more frustrating. And I think that there's so much tribalism online that like there's just no um 
it's not that there's no good conversations going on. There's no like constructive conversations going on. People are just like all wrestling is bad or like all AEW is bad or all WWE is bad. And that's, I think, I think you need to kind of like look into things a little bit more <clears throat> and, and kind of put yourself in the perspective of, you know, the only person who's doing the bookings right now, as far as I'm concerned, is Tony Khan at AEW. It comes down to Tony. The talent gets to pitch. Um, I will say this much. The idea of um, Tony being run ragged. It, it's a reality, yes. But I think it's a little naive to think that he doesn't have at least some people around him of influence. That he has a circle. He has someone or some people who are helping him with the booking. Uh, and not only that... There is um, this this weird belief that every single Dynamite has to be the best episode of Dynamite ever. Oh, my God. Five and a half stars. Doesn't matter where it was. When I did the same earlier. Uh, when really, when it comes to the whole like idea of pro wrestling television, it's like some weeks are going to suck. Some some shows are not going to be as good as others. I used to DJ, man. Some nights I would bomb. I would yeah. eat absolute shit DJing. And I'd be like, well... So some shows I do, both live or pre-recorded, some shows are not good. And some days I'll be like, well, I did not have that at all. And then there are some days where you hit it on the head and everything's great and you can't complain. There are some days where I think I did the best work of my life and like 50 people saw it. And then the worst day of my life and 500 people saw it. The point here that I'm trying to make is like, we have to normalize being okay with a show not being the best it ever was, but that not being a bad thing. Like it's okay to have a week like the week in wrestling we just had where, well, the week in AEW specifically, because that's what we're at. That's what we're talking about, where the show wasn't amazing, but it's not like, oh my God, the sky is falling. And I think a lot of people immediately go to that. Um, when we talk about the women's division being in shambles and we kind of, I think, every, like I said, everyone has touched on it. Everyone and their mother. You mentioned Kate, who who does uh, videos here with Fightful and, and also did hits and misses with me from this past week. Um, Kate had mentioned on, on her park, on her podcast, Mark Order Pod, that uh, the women's division is, is in fact, uh, a big problem for AEW. And it needs a lot of work. And we saw that because this was their first week where they had Thunder Rosa as champion. And they didn't really capitalize on a big hero's welcome because she finally won that match she finally won that title and instead they had to rush into whatever was going on because they either ran out of time from a prior segment or whatever it was and they brought out vicky guerrero and they didn't need to do that that's a whole other can of worms if you want to go if you want to go off go off right now about that whole thing nothing to add to it other than just the similars or what I don't want to like go off about it because I think a lot of intelligent things have already been said about it, but I just think that no one asked for another like Nyla Thunder program. And, you know, I, I don't mind some aspects of like super cheap heat, um, especially, you know, when you consider that anything we're watching on TV for the most part, from what I understand has been discussed between performers before the camera starts rolling. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't just, you know, uh, start rolling and they're like, I'm going to make a, a joke about your race or I'm going to make a joke about you being pregnant or or whatever it may be. So 
that kind of makes me a little bit less like about it, but it's still super yikes. I just think there's a lot of super yikes decisions going on specifically regarding the women's roster in AEW right now. Um, and the men's roster isn't much better either because they're kind of cannibalizing their divisions or cannibalizing the belt runs or cannibalizing a lot of storylines. I mean, um, I always hear like, oh, well, they're too green to go on TV or, oh, well, they can't speak English, so they can't go on TV. And I think that's absolute bullcrap. I think that, you know, just because, you know, English is your second language, you can still, you know, put on a banger of a match and just keep your promos a little bit shorter or or speak your native tongue and, and subtitle it. Like when Tay Conti went off in Portuguese the other night, I was fucking living for that because like finally she like really kind of like found her her voice, you know what I mean? Not that she's bad at English by any in any way, but um, I, I just find it a lot more genuine when performers are allowed to kind of speak in their natural tongue. Um, and there's just so much wrong with the women's division. And even when you look at all the other uh, belt holders for AEW, their, their runs were so forgettable. No one even remembers that Riho was a champion, that Nyla was a champion. And I personally think that they really fumbled the bag with Brit's run as well. It was such a victorious win. And then it was like fucking crickets. What now? Yeah. Yeah. Absolute fucking crickets. Like the bookings were atrocious for that. And I, I love Brett. I think she's great, but she, you know, she, she didn't do much with storytelling with, with her character. Um, you know, we're, we're two and a bit years in and she's still doing the lockjaw and like cheating on every match, which, which is great, but and what else? Thunder Rosa is like a goddamn like powerhouse who has like come from the ground up and has worked in every promotion and has proven herself like through and through. And we're just doing all this like like super lazy shit already with it. And it's like putting a bad, bad taste in my mouth. And same with, you know, we talked about Chris Detlander. Like what? Now she's Ziggy Stardust all of a sudden. And we're just going to watch. <laughs> we're we're going to watch Layla and um, Velvet like go at it for the rest of eternity. Like where's Jamie? Where's Ruby? Where like there's so many other people um, that need to yep. be on the main show that are getting stuck on dark or just getting stuck on crappy matches. Even my indie queen, Maddie Ranowski got a 38 second match with Nyla. 38 seconds. Like what is the point? So the Maddie Renkowski thing, they I will say this because they need to heat up Nyla Rose. They they gave her Maddie Renkowski. They made points that Maddie trained with Mission Pro, therefore trained with Thunder mm. Rosa. Therefore, Nyla and Thunder Rosa. They, they made the link, and I give them that because it, they cleaned up a lot of really questionable stuff from Wednesday with two things. One was that match. And, and the commentary drawing the the comparison, or at least the, the link between Thunder Rosa, Maddie Winkowski training, and Nyla Rose versus uh, versus Thunder Rosa. That's one. And the other thing was the Nyla Rose promo that Nyla had put on Twitter after Wednesday's Dynamite, and then they re-aired it on Friday on Rampage, and they put a little bit more uh, production behind it, and that saved a lot for me. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up with you that you you, oh, you talked about it and then I just lost it. So obviously it's not that great, right? Uh, that's how this works. <laughs> so clearly, so if, no, it wasn't you. It's probably me. So clearly whatever you said just got out in, in and out of my brain. It'll come back to me and I'll stop you in the middle. Oh, there it is. I got it. I had to filibuster myself till I remembered it. So AW um, is kind of playing this game and I think that it, they're fine to do it. 
where they want to be super different from other wrestling promotions, not specifically saying WWE, but in what I, the comparison I'm about to make, it's, it's using a WWE former writer. I'm using Kevin Eck, who did an interview a few years ago leading into WrestleMania, where, you know, he was talking about writing a story leading into a title match for WrestleMania. And the way Vince McMahon's edict usually was back then was the title is um, is almost secondary because the two wrestlers need to have a reason to fight. Hmm. They need to have a personal issue. Whereas AEW wants the, the, the issue to be about the title. The issue is always about the title and being number one and in the rankings. But there, I feel like both of those things can be there. Both of those things should be true at the same time. You want to be the best wrestler. You want to be the, the top of your division. You want to be <clears> the winner. You want to defend your title. At the same time, you need a personal issue that leads you to have a fight that matters. It's the same thing in UFC. When two guys just fight, no, like whatever, it's fine. It's either going to be a good technical match or not. But when two guys have a fight where they jab at each other, in, in in socials or if they 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 just have some heat like patty what? pimbleton sure if whatever gets people talking that works and i feel like that's something that that often misses with some of the AEW title scenes the kenny and uh adam page stuff that hit because there was some storytelling involved but now the adam cole and and, uh, and adam page stuff is kind of mm, it's not there because right now it's adam cole stole the belts Ha ha ha, you suck. Now it's like a Big Mac. Play. It's like a Big Mac. It's good, but like it's a Big Mac. You know but what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because that's normally how people will talk about WWE. It's like it's McDonald's. It's, it's, it's there. It's McDonald's. Oh no, like, I'm fine. turning into a WWE mark. No, it's not even that. Stop it. But anyway, the point the point I'm trying to make here is that there is a way to balance all of these things. And I think AEW is still trying to figure out what it is. I give them kudos on trying to figure out that the, the championship should be paramount. But you also need a reason to fight beyond the title. You need a personal issue that brings you into the fight and brings the viewer into it. Because we don't fight for titles in our personal lives. Most of us. We're, we're fighting other issues. We, we have interpersonal issues. And that draws us in. And that brings us into the, the world of entertainment and beyond the sport. So that's my point there. Um, and, and I agree with you. And I think that, um, me personally rankings in wrestling specifically to me, it's all just for show. I think you can do a lot of really cool things with rankings and they are important. And, you know, making characters out of champions is you, you need it. But to me, it's all about the story. It's all about the mechanics of everyone and how they work together or how they work against each other, how they screw each other over, how they fall in love, how they alliance, how they sabotage, how they inter get they pay off a ref. There's there's like a million billion things that I think that AEW can do. And I think that um you touched on it earlier when you said like sometimes, you know art or sometimes wrestling and wrestling is art in my opinion it's not always going to be amazing and AEW is pretty new as a company as well let's not forget that they've only been around for a bit and I'm not like oh I'm making excuses I'm not I think that there's <laughs> there's a lot of things that could be done a lot better um but it's it's a relatively new company and I think that hopefully um, a lot of these growing pains we're seeing are temporary and they'll 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 learn from their mistakes. And I think that um, unlike WWE, I think that AEW does actually um, 
look to fans a little bit more for advice um, and does respond to backlash, does respond to criticism. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's been a thing with AEW where Tony spends a lot of time reading what the internet is saying. Mm-hmm. And that can be, that can be good and bad. It's one thing for the internet to enjoy the show you're putting on and to speak of it favorably. If you go back and watch, uh, mm-hmm. Or go back and look for on socials for this stuff. But I think that there's also another group of fans that are not spending all day on socials trying to get their fix. They want to watch. They just want to watch wrestling. They just want to watch entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for all the times we say Jericho's a dick, Chris Jericho is also kind of bringing in a certain group of people who are not necessarily used to the AEW style. And he's doing it tongue in cheek, but he's doing it in a way that's kind of entertaining. It's very, um, it's very meta, um, which I always like. I think that um, he he's hitting all the right notes. Chris Jericho knows how to hit people in the fifis like really wobble, and it doesn't always need to be good. And another another example of that is Dan Lambert. And one hill that I would die on for La- Dan Lambert is that I believe right now that. A lot, a majority of AEW audiences would rather hear Dan Lambert speak than Scorpio Sky, and mm. I think that, and I think that poses a, another issue with bookings and with storytelling. Um, so the, and it kind of relates back to Jericho too, where he's he he's the master of that stuff, and because he's able to control control his narrative, um, um, he can kind of do whatever the hell he wants. But other people can't do that because they don't have the experience that Jericho has. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. He comes from the McMahon school of thought too. He's mm-hmm. been, he was with the WWE for God knows how many years, almost 20 years. He, he had it in him and he still does. And he knows uh, as much of what pushes people's buttons when it comes to WWE speak compared to what he can get away with in a wrestling, which uh, is a lot a wrestling story. Yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah. And it's and it's pretty good because there was a time we were like, oh, get this dickhead off my screen. And now it's, yeah, put this dickhead on my screen so I can yell about how much he sucks. Yeah, it's Th- awesome. that's the difference between Chris Jericho, uh, the, re- the the Chris Jericho we want to see and the Chris Jericho we don't necessarily need to see. Uh, I saw I saw a great tweet that was com- they were like, oh, my God, they made an effie for Trump supporters because of the purple spiked <laughs> yes, leather jacket. Right. And I was crying. I was like, wow, that's actually so accurate. It was very funny. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at with AEW. I mean, the, we there's there's months left until we get to uh, to double or nothing. There's Battle of the Belts mm-hmm. coming up. I'm gonna guess that they'll do Cole versus Page two at Battle of the Belts. Um, maybe not. I assume then the Nyla match is going to be also Battle of the Belts. Nyla versus uh, uh, Thunder Rosa, and that's fine. I like you. I don't need to see Nyla Rose be the first contender for every single women's champion. But here we are. And if they tell the story well, then I'm going to forgive it and I'm going to move on to it. Uh, Speaking of moving on, uh, I do want to read a super chat that we got from Van Twinblade. Uh, Thank you, by the way, Van Twinblade. Shout out to Tony uh, Patrico. Sorry for the spelling. I whatever. I I don't know names anymore. Shout out to Tony Tony Patrico for getting to live his dream of being a heel manager for Grindhouse. He's a jerk and I wish him the best. Tony, congratulations. Van Twinblade, you're the best for supporting a pal, even though you hate him. Uh, go go support your local indie wrestling. And There's, heels especially. 
and heels. Get them heels up and out and get them in your wrestling world because they are the ones who keep the world going strong. And before we move on yes. from AEW, I have one question and one like um, speculation question for Not you. Not me, AM. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Bunny's contender for the cup. Who do you think it's going to be? Not me, AM. <laughs> um, dude, I don't know anymore. I know. It, listen, every it, it's the same three or four people. Tony Storm, Nixon Newell, uh, Athena, the former Ember Moon, or who I just said. Did I say me, AM twice? Tony Storm, Mia Yim, Athena, Nixon Newell. Yeah. Mm. Those seem to be the ones, but yeah. Maybe we'll get swerved. We shall see. I'm very excited for that. And I think that Bunny is a really good representative for uh, that cup. So, Dude, I want to see Bunny in this cup. I, that's why when I saw it, I was like, come on, man. I hope it's someone like useless. Someone said Willow, actually. And we're, when we talk about Supercard of Honor, um, mm. Willow is now on the card for Ring of Honor for Supercard. Oh, shit. Yes, that's going to be very cool. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, I don't know who, like, I don't know who else you can get at that point. Willow mm -hmm. would be good, but I, I would rather it be someone who can lose their first match and it'd be fine because I want to see the bunny in the stupid tournament. You know, it'd be great. Actually, it would be uh, Diana Perazzo versus the bunny. That'd be gnarly, but it wouldn't really make sense booking wise or story wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. But let's, uh, let, you know what? Let's talk about Supercard of Honor because let's do it, dude. There is so much stuff. It's crazy. Like, I, oh, it's, it's, it's a little insane. Like outside of the, the NXT stand and deliver and WrestleMania for two nights, there's so much stuff. That, so ring of honor, Supercard of honor. It's Friday at 8 PM Eastern. Uh, myself and Steven Jensen are slated to do the post show on the main Pipe channel. So <laughs> barring any life circumstances, I will be there. If not, I know uh, Miss Kate Fabe is going to hang out and probably yeah. join after rampage and SmackDown review, which is what she usually does on a weekly basis. Y'all are crazy. Dude, we are. We're this week is insane and it's double insane for it's me. It's the week. It's the yeah, week. this is this is the week. Uh so Supercard, I'm just gonna give you four matches. There's a ton more. You can go find more of them, but the ones to outline, uh Gresham versus Bandito is champ Ooh. versus champ. And that's gonna they're going to put they're gonna put those two titles back together because if you remember Bandito uh had COVID going into the last uh, Ring of Honor show back at Final Battle, they, he couldn't compete. So they had Gresham compete uh, against Jay Lethal, where they had like the classic ROH title on the line. Gresham won. Now they got to do Gresham Bandito. Briscoe's an FTR. The match that I told you guys was going to happen since fucking December, <laughs> since Final Battle. That's true. That's true. Uh, that'll be for the Ring of Honor Tag Championships. Don't know where that's going to end up because Briscoe's staying with ROH would be nice. I just don't know what the plans are for Ring of Honor moving forward with the Warner Media story that came out and so on and so forth. The Briscoes by the way are friggin' all over WrestleMania week. Like they are wrestling almost oh, yeah, every yeah. single show you can think of. Um for the Ring of Honor pure title, this one should be exciting. Josh Woods, who is the champion, very very good fighter, going to go up against Wheeler Yuta. AEW's my boy. Son. There you go. William Regal's favorite. William Regal, you know what? I want Regal to be in the crowd watching that oh, match. Like Sting does. Match. Like Sting does in the stadium. And then you know what he does? He pulls Josh Woods and has him join the Blackpool Country Club or whatever they're called, Combat Club. It's such a bad name. <laughs> I've been calling the, the the Blackpool Beatdown Club just because I want people I'm... to finally realize why. <laughs> I'm a child. Anyway, I wanted to pull Josh Woods out and be like, you can join us. And Wheel of Yuta just be like, oh, man. I want the whole thing. is just he, Regal just pulls like 50 different people into this club except for Yuta. And every time, Yuta's just like, oh, man. 
And that's the story. The sad walk from Arrested Development. <laughs> and then finally, before we went on the air, Tony Khan announced that uh, uh-huh. Deanna Perrazzo, who is the Ring of Honor champion, women's champion, she's champ, unavailable. Champ. champ, champ. She's got a she's got a different show, the Multiverse of Matches. We'll talk about that in a second. So she's unavailable for Supercard. As a result, they're doing the interim Ring of Honor Women's World Championship <laughs> match between Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Martinez. That's a freaking match, dude. That's and I I actually did not know this. This is like breaking news to me. I knew Willow was being added to it, but I did not know it was against uh, Mercedes. That's gonna someone's probably gonna get hurt. That's gonna be wild, dude. He dropped that like as we're going on the air. I'm like, what? I and missed I mean, that. How did I miss that? I always see his Jewish mother tweets where he like capitalizes every <laughs> word for some reason. The tweet is literally ROH Supercard of Honor. Next line Friday. Next line Dallas Metroplex. Next line Interim Ring of Honor Women's World. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> It's just itemized list as if he's going to go. <laughs> it's very Jewish later. mother. It's very Jewish mother, the way he types. <laughs> uh, they're going to do the Ring of Honor Women's Championship match between Deanna and the winner of the interim title match at a, quote, later date. So uh, maybe once they get mm-hmm. on TV, that'll be their first big main event, which is cool for me. I would love. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a scheduling issue. Like you can't hate the can't hate the player. I mean, at the same time, the Briscoes are going to be on the multi- multiverse of matches and ring of honor supercard like th- th- they're two hours apart mm. they can make it they could have read the-, the briscoes and diana perrazzo could have ridden in a car together <laughs> could they have uh, could they have joel maybe i don't know um speaking of multiverse of matches that show multiverse of matches starts at 10 p.m on friday so after really after supercard assuming supercard is a two-hour show um there's just a cool bunch of cool matches gotta tell you ultimate x for the impact x division championship have you watched an ultimate x match before i know you have of course of course course. i want to be in one one day dude vincent from ring of honor chris bay our favorite rich (gasps) swan willie mack jordan grace yes jordan grace is gonna crush that and probably fall right on her back and hopefully not hurt herself I see. I suppose Pile Driver just said, I suppose Veer shows up in the multiverse of matches. He should. He absolutely should. <laughs> Veer is better than this. Veer is better than this. We'll we'll find out. Champ Champ Challenge, you said it yourself. It's going to be Deanna Prazo putting up that Ring of Honor Women's World title or her Triple A Reina de Reina's title. I mean, listen, if Taya Valkyrie's in the room, there's mm. no one better than former Impact Knockouts champion, former AAA Reina Duranas champion, and she just has to point to that AAA title and be good with it. I'd rather have that happen at the at the Multiverse of Matches show. Oh, absolutely. I think um, it would be nice to see like more AAA contenderships because it's just a different kind of match. Um, yeah, is there's so much there's so much like ROH style matches going on because everyone's like stoked on the news and I like that I respect that I actually like kind of the old rules of shaking hands and respecting your opponent and stuff but it, it it's also nice to see kind of like I don't give a fuck lucha style matches so it's nice to have that balance. I would love to see someone challenge for the AAA title. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Not the Ring of Honor one. Let yeah. let Supercard have the Ring of Honor Women's Championship thing. Let Deanna cut a scathing promo about it. And then mm-hmm. let someone come out and be like, you know what? You got your hands full with this champ. So I want your AAA title to make sure you walk out with neither. There's your there's the thing. 
Uh, there you go. Briscoe's and Good Brothers in a non-title Impact versus Ring of Honor match. So it's non-title now, which means they got smart to people saying the Briscoe's and FTR match and how that ends and how that affects <laughs> multiverse match. They they took the, they just said it's non-title now. So that's perfect. Uh, and then finally, the match will highlight. I know you'll love this. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green are teaming up to take on another blissfully wedded couple. Can you guess who it is? No. Mickey James and Nick Aldis from the NWA. No flipping way. That's incredible. That's going to, I hope that it starts as a cinematic and then makes its way into the ring. There was this old match. It had to have been on impact where uh, Mickey James is in her stable, like doing her thing. And Deanna Prato pulls up in her car and beats the absolute shit out of her. And they're like wrestling in the mud and like white, uh, wife beaters. And it's like, so, oh, it was so great. Amazing. Um, I don't think we're going to get that level of, of uh, cinematic, but all four of those people just sharing the ring is going to be uh, magical for sure. I'm a, yeah. I'm a card. I'm a Cardona apologist for life. <laughs> he's entertaining as hell though. Oh I mean, yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. He's great be, for the yeah. industry too. He's see what he's, what he's been doing for like indie promotions or more indie promotions is like absolutely amazing. He's uh, he might be a little bit of a douchebag, but pff, what he's doing is awesome. Dude, but you know what? Him and Chelsea are going to be at spring break too. Joey Janela's spring Ooh, break. Wee. And it's going to be Cardona versus Chris Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And Chris Dickinson is bringing Missy Hyatt. Which to me I, is I don't hilarious. know who that is. I don't know who that is. Missy Hyatt is like a WCW classic. Okay. Like okay. she was around. Like not even WCW. Like before WCW. I'm talking like you can go back. I think Jim Crockett Promotions or the NWA. Like she's okay. been around. Um, yeah. An OG. She is an OG. She is. Yeah. She's awesome. And I think it's really cool that they're bringing Missy Hyatt back because she Very has cool. done stuff with, with GCW before. Uh, that's on night two of spring break. PCO and Speedball Mike Bailey. That is a Ooh. Canadian. Some Canadian is going to die in that match. I'm sorry. Hopefully. <laughs> well, what's it? Uh, PCO died and then came back to life. Back to life. So right. it's fine. Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie. I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this one. Um, people are going to see why Minoru isn't like he is murder grandpa, but he's also funny as hell. And we're all going to see that side as well. That's going to be a good match. That's night two. Night one at spring break is actually the standout. Uh, the matches I got to point out, Mickey James and Ali catch are having a one-on-one. That'll be fun for those two. I think Janela versus Xbox, Sean Walton. Those two That'll are going to tear it up. Yeah. Yep. There's going to be a lot of like weird stuff involved in that match i think i think it's going to be plunder uh and then for the gcw championship john moxley takes on aj gray oh my goodness AJ gray's time i think it's aj gray's time oh for sure um and either way that that's going to be like an old school kind of like um like indie style like seeing them like at the indies like 30 years ago kind of or 25 years ago kind of style match it's going to be awesome um i've always been a moxley simp since uh way 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 before even uh, AEW. so let's go yeah uh and oh man effie's big gay brunch i know you'll be watching oh have of you, course have you seen big gay brunch before have you watched no it, no ones? no 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 i mean it, it obviously it's it is what it, it it is exactly what it stands for it is it is effie's big event wherein all the talent are lgbtq they are all part of that community and they're all wrestlers uh, a few matches that I want to bring to you, to your attention. Edith Surreal versus Max the Impaler. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to watch Edith Surreal get, get get killed by Max the Impaler, who is excellent. 
Alley Catch has a match against Dirty Dango, uh, also known as Fandango, if you remember WWE. Apparently, that match is still going on, even though Dango said he was taking time off. So, wow. Hey, I'll watch Alley Catch and Dango. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then the main event Effie versus Pimpinella Escarlata, who wow. was on. Yes, legendary. Yeah. Legendary wrestler. Uh, that's going to be just a fun show. Go watch that. That's Big Gay Brunch. That's Saturday afternoon. I think at the same time as Stand and Deliver. So it's up to you if you want to do that. You know, if you and everyone, that, everyone should dive into the world of Exoticos too. They're such a big part of the wrestling community that a lot of people don't really know about. And it's such an interesting um, side of Lucha and such an interesting side of culture um, because being queer in a lot of parts of the world, including places where Lucha is popular, isn't you know, publicly acceptable yet all these burly straight men love, um, exoticos. Uh, so it's, it's kind of cool. It's good entertainment. It's yeah. good. Uh, and then I listen, there's blood sports. I, I, I know yeah. you and I have kind of talked about blood sports. Yeah. Talked, briefly, like, briefly it's, it's shoot fighting. Yeah. It's like, it's wrestling shoot fighting, but like if, if there's one match that you got to go out of your way, I'll give you, I'll give you, Oh shit. I got to give you all of these John Moxley and Biff Busick. Okay. Okay. Moxley's going to bleed. Please uh, don't say Hager. Please don't say Hager's no, involved in this. Jesus Christ, no. Josh Barnett versus Jonah. He's oh my God, yes. Yes, big boy. yes. Yes, big meaty men. Those two big meaty men are going to slap each other senseless. I'm for it. Your favorite murder grandpa against Chris Dickinson. That's going to be good. And any, any, Anything with Minoru is just like a must-see. And I'll give you the women's match on the card. Marina Shafir is taking on Janai Kai. Weird. Right, very weird for Janai Kai, not for Marina Shafir. It's a very MMA meets karate type of match. I think Janai is gonna uh, get her uh, head knocked in a little bit, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) And then, of course, the the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show, the Super Show at WrestleCon. Uh, Really, the match I just want to give to you is is Mia Yim versus Athena because we just talked about it. Yeah, that's that's gonna gonna, be something's gonna go down on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Someone's coming in. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff. We're not here to outline the entire events of stuff. If you go to Fightful Select in the next couple of days, Steven Jensen's going to be going down literally every show and talking about every, it's like a two and a half hour, 15 hour thing that he does. I should because, send him some of this stuff for the next week. You should actually. He, he would love that. Uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be how we fuel ourselves for the next week. Is there anything else that we got to go through or anything else that we got to talk about or is it last call? I think it's last call. That was a great, pretty much almost hour, 57 minutes on the diggity dot. Dude, we did it. Another we week did it. down. Pat ourselves on the back. Just the best tag team commentary team in the whole business. Lily oh, I can't even show it. off my guns, but <laughs> next week, next week, when, when the weather's warm, you, you will get to enjoy the guns. It's not like a Jade Cargo level, but we're getting there. We're getting there. You're going to be jacked and stacked, ready to go. Wrestling for eternity. Tell me where mm-hmm. they can find you on the internet. You can find me at Lily Z on Twitter. I'm going to have a link tree soon with everything where you can find me, but I'm on Fightful Overbooked. Sometimes I'm on Fightful Select and also have my own website, Strange Comfort. So stalk me, but in a nice way on the internet. Yes, dude, be nice. Please please be nice. I promise. If you're nice, we'll be nice back. I'm Agile Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We drop content daily here at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. We thank you. We appreciate you. The content never stops and neither will we because we love you. And we'll see you in the next one. Enjoy WrestleMania week and all the other shows. Uh, Enjoy Cody versus uh, Seth Rollins. Bye.